good Sunday morning. City Gate Church and Pastor Howie Cantrell welcome you to this week's broadcast. We encourage you to tune in each Sunday morning at 7.30 right here on 100.7 WHIN. Or visit us in person at 734 Red River Road in Gallatin, Tennessee. Services start at 945. And now, Pastor Howie Cantrell. Good morning, everybody. It is awesome. It's always awesome when Howie asked me to come up here and do this. I'm trying to grow and I'm trying to find myself. And, you know, I'm the elder in this church and I always try to live up to those shoes. You know, it's, it's, uh, I followed my father's footsteps and my grandfather's footsteps and I became an electrician. And I found sometimes that those shoes are, those shoes are hard to fill. But the requirements that we need to be to follow in, in the Lord's footsteps are shoes that I, I can't even, sometimes they don't fit my feet at all, y'all. And I feel like a, I do feel like an old barefoot hillbilly at times because, you know, just growing and becoming who we are, you got to pitch him the keys. And I got to be honest with you, I gave him the keys out here. So I hope that y'all can bear with me through this. And I promise you this, um, unlike Howie at times, Y'all won't have to wait in line at the restaurant getting food afterwards because I'm going to breeze through this real quick. We're going to get through it, I promise you. So I want to go ahead and get started and, and just thank you all for coming out. I know you had a choice today, but thank you for coming. Uh, I, wanna, I, I really want to do my best with this. Um, I've written this down so even y'all can read it if I can't. So if I get stalled, I'm going to just turn around and let y'all read. <laughs> I'm going to turn it around and let y'all read it. No, seriously. First of all, I want to start off and say good morning and, and thank everybody again uh, for giving me this opportunity to be able to stand in front of you and be able to bring what I think the Lord has been giving me for a while now. Um, you know how you can be in some place and, and, and sometimes you, you, you actually feel the Holy Spirit fill you and you know, you, you, am I getting what I think I need to get, you know, and that coupled along with what Howie has been, you know, our sermons on the book of Revelation, they've been very moving, thought-provoking, and downright scary at times. There was a time in my life I would have never believed that it was possible that we would be living in the end of times. But as each day unravels, and as every stupid event that we have in front of us, unexplained events, weather events, people acting fools, as every one of these unravel in front of us every day, I'm pretty convinced now that we are indeed living in the last days. Over the past few weeks, um, y'all are fully aware, um, I have buried two family members. Um, one was my sister-in-law, and this week, um, I buried um, one of my father's sisters, and uh, we lost, you know, and, and both of those ladies had a very special place in my heart and, and played a pretty important role in my life when I was younger. And I don't know if y'all are like me, but when I sat in the funeral home and as I stood out in the cemetery, you know, my heart and my thoughts always wonder, and they always turn to this, because, you know... I've not been a part of these ladies' lives in a while. I mean, my brother-in-law's, my, my sister-in-law, I'm not around my brother all the time. I, I'm, I, this, I do good to talk to my brother probably four or five times a year. You know, we're like most brothers. 
you know, we get grown, we have families, we go our separate ways, and we talk. I mean, there's no loss of love there. Trust me, when we see each other, we give, you know, there's a lot of love. There's always a lot of love, but our families are just different, and we go different directions. And just like, you know, with my aunt, you know, um, <laughs> she was the first lady. My wife's pet name for me is Jeffy. If y'all ever hear her talk to me, it's Jeffy, 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 Jeffy. All that started a long time ago with my aunt. She called me Jeffy, and I'm like, what are... but you know, it's a term of endearment, so I grow to accept it. You know, it's it's just one of the things we do. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Terry's excused, y'all. She's heard this sermon twice, so. <laughs> but I don't know if y'all are like me, but I always stand there in the cemetery and in the funeral home. You know, you see all the pictures roll on the, you know, the screen of their lives and, and all the folks that have been a part of their lives. And you see all the memories and were they saved? Did they know Christ? You know, <laughs> some of these funerals, you know, you're very fortunate. You know, when you walk into the room, you know. But there's some of these funeral homes you walk in into and, and you know, the pastor, you know, when, when and, and this is not a shot or a knock at anybody. This is, this is just my personal, this is what goes on up here, and this is just, you know, what, what I've been learning here and how I'm trying to put it all together because I'm trying to get to a better place. And I start worrying about people because of the love that I had for them. You know, I know what these women were both capable of. You know, I felt the love from both of them, and I just, you know, they're capable of that, but, you know, did they leave this earth knowing that the next thing that they would see would be the sweet face of Jesus? Because that's how I want to go. You know, I want to, when that time comes and they lay me down and it's time to roll, when I open my eyes, I want my last vision on this earth to be my beautiful wife and I want the next vision to be the beautiful face of Jesus Christ. That's what I want. Howie sits in here every Sunday and, and y'all... It's like when I was back doing the things, I, I go to a lot of things. It's a, I say you guys a lot, but so I always, I use Howie-isms. Howie stands up here every Sunday after his sermon, and he asks every one of us, if you were to die right now, you know where you're going? Do you know, do you know that the next, when you open your eyes, are you going to see the sweet face of Jesus? I've accepted Christ, and I know he forgave me. But some of the things through these last few weeks and these with, with the cemetery, you know, and the funeral homes and being around family, <laughs> you know, it makes me, it, and it reminds me, I still got a ton of junk. I got a ton. I, at times now, I find, my, I, I find myself struggling with the past. The ability of forgiving others and letting go. And what a better way than a funeral home for the Lord to come and say, Hey, Jeff, look at all this crap you're carrying. Dude, you, you just think you got it. Look at all this stuff behind you. So, y'all, I want to talk about forgiveness today. Why is such a simple word as forgiveness? Why is it so hard? It's hard to have a vision for our future 
when we're always constantly haunted and reminded of our past. A lot of our lives we spend, even in the front seat of that car, we're looking in that rearview mirror. Boom, I remember that. I remember her. I see what you did. I remember what you did. Why y'all think the windshield is so big? Yeah, you got to look up there from time to time, and you got to remember where you come from, and you got to see what's in your past. But that windshield is our future. It's tomorrow. Our Heavenly Father is at perfect peace within Himself. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They're in complete and perfect unity with each other. There's no bitterness. There's no anger. There's no guilt. There's no lack of harmony. Only an intense love, joy, and peace. And each of us have been created in that very image. And we've all been called to know him and follow his example. The title of my sermon today is, If He Can, We Can. 1 Peter 3, 8 and 9. Finally, everyone must live in harmony. Be sympathetic. Love each other. Have compassion and be humble. Don't pay back people with evil for the evil they do to you or ridicule those who ridicule you. Instead, bless them because you were, in, you were called to inherit a blessing. It is a proven medical fact that bitterness is like a poison inside of our bodies. I mean, if y'all, we've all got that one neighbor, that get off my lawn guy we all grew up with, that guy that just hated, we, we had neighbors growing up, if the kids got one, you know, it's just, why you got to be so bitter? You know, it's so much better. It, there's, there's something ill with these people. It is a medical problem. I, got, I went out and I found this from the Mayo Clinic. Let's see here, catch up with my slides. What are the benefits of forgiving someone, letting go of grudges and bitterness? It can make a way for improved health and peace of mind. Forgiveness can lead to this. Healthier relationships, improved mental health, less anxiety, stress, and hostility, lower, bro- lower blood pressure, Wow. Fewer symptoms of depression, a stronger immune system, improved heart health, and improved self-esteem. Why aren't they making commercials about that, y'all? We see all these other commercials and look at what they list off, and we still go to the doctor and try to get all that mess. Why aren't they giving us a commercial on that? Forgiveness, guys. Look at what it does for you, and it's free. That's why. Because you got to come here. You got to come here. You got to get it here. But yet, seeing all that, knowing all that, we all still want to throw it right on our backpack. We want to throw it right up here and we want to carry it because that's how we are. I want y'all to remember this. Remember this scripture. Matthew 5, 23 and 24, and I got this from the New King James Version. Therefore, if you bring a gift to the altar... And there remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift right there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled with your brother and then come and offer your gift. Remember that scripture. Y'all, 
If you've got something, if you're trying, if me coming up here and doing this, me, me trying to do anything, me trying to be an elder in this church, this scripture right here tells me, Jeff, go home, clean up your junk. You got a lot of junk. If you want to see my face, you know what you got to do. And this right here tells me. And y'all, I think those of y'all that have been coming here for a while and even my family sitting there, it's always easier for me to talk about myself because, number one, I don't want Terry throwing stuff at me when we go home. I don't want to talk, <laughs> talk about her. It's always easier for me to talk about me and what I've been through simply because, you know, I've lived it. I know what I felt. I know what was in my heart. My mom and my dad divorced when I was very young. I was probably nine or ten and I remember, my, you know, going to court and, and the court giving my mom full custody. I mean, I felt like part of the couch. You know, I was like the couch. I was a piece of property, you know, that they gave to my mom. And, you know, they gave my father visitation rights, and they told him he could pay child support. They gave him all that. And then promptly after that, my mom and dad both went out, and both of them remarried. You know, and my situation with my mother, you know, I had a stepfather that had kids, and my dad had a brand new family too and it became harder and harder and harder for me to spend the time that I needed to with my dad he always used to work there was always this dad I'd love to come see you this weekend I, I want to spend some time with you let's go fishing son I'm tired I had to work all week you know I'm sorry you know it's a well, son, this weekend I'm going down, we're seeing, we're seeing Mary's daughter down in Tullahoma. You know, we're, we're going here, we're going there. You know, we're doing this, we're doing that. You know, my stepfather was always going and, and doing something with his, his kids. And you know, I'm going to take a drink how he does it, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> You're throwing Howie under the bus today. So what happened is, through all that, guess what happened? I started carrying a grudge for my dad. I mean, it started building every day I'd get older. You know, I'd go to baseball practice, and there'd be little Johnny's dad out throwing batting practice. And, you know, I'd, there'd be little Timmy's, you know, mom out in the stands clapping every time he struck out, you know. And there'd be all this, and there'd be all that, you know. And there I'm out trying to do my best. And, you know, mom was there from time to time when she got off work, but most of the time it was crickets, you know. It's, that's just what I grew up with. Colossians 3 and 13 Bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against one another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Boom. Jesus done hit me with a Bible bat. He done hit me right between the eyes. I lived a long, 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 long time of my life before I ever forgave my father. Me and Terry had done had, we were already married and already had kids. And it was a long, long time. But then one day, I let my blankets down. I let my guard down. And I opened up my heart because I wanted a father. And he was right there in front of me. His, my stepmother had just passed away. He was lonely. He needed me. And I had to do what a son had to do. Come here, Dad. I love you. You know, that's what I'm supposed to do, right? 
But y'all, the ice started melting away. Things started changing. Dad had a new respect for me. I mean, I'm doing what he did, you know. I'm doing what my granddad did. We have, we speak the same language. We know the same things. I know his friends. You know, his friends know me. Sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. But y'all, before my father passed away, we had an amazing relationship. And I think back and I kick myself because it was me that carried that grudge. It was me. It was my heart, not him. He tried. I kept shutting him down. I stiff-armed him. I don't know if y'all know who Derrick Henry is, but that man's a king of the NFL stiff-arm. I shivered. For, I gave my dad a forearm shiver and knocked him to the ground every time he come trying. And I didn't let him in. But finally, I let him in, and God rewarded me with that. When we don't forgive people, we throw them in a prison inside of our hearts. It's like saying, you wronged me, and I'm going to stay mad at you until you pay for what you've done. Mark eleven twenty five. And whenever you stand, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. So, how in the world can I get on my knees and accept Christ? Lord, forgive me. But yet, I've got all this junk in my pockets. And I forget I ain't got this mic so I can move now, y'all. I can be stealthy up here. <laughs> Strong relationships and friendships are marriages. They don't happen because people never hurt one another. I've been married to that woman for 35 years, and I know just this week I hurt her. It wasn't intentional. But we have to be able to forgive. We have to be able to, to, to get to that next step. To, we've got to, we've got, we can't just walk around with our armor up all the time for the outside world. I knew I was wrong from the very beginning, and I wasn't going to try to fight it. But guys, we've all been there, and ladies, we all know when we get called out when we're in the wrong, but yet sometimes there's something in us that just wants to buck up and just go just because we ain't gone in a while. But I knew when that woman called me the other night, and what happened is it plain as day. She called me at 5 o'clock. When are you going to be home? She's fixing to cook supper. I said, honey, I've got a few more things here to finish up. She didn't hear from me for another two hours. At 7 o'clock when I'm finally shutting off my computer, closing it and walking out the gate, I knew I had my tail between my legs just like an old dog that broke his chain. I was heading home. And no matter what that woman was dishing out, I was going to take it because I did not want to fight. I was wrong. I didn't want to do anything to cause any problems. Here we go again. I told you all to remember. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him. Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Y'all, even then, I think the point is here is there ain't no number. You know, I'd have to kick both my boots off the times 70 times seven, but I'm telling you, it don't matter. The answer's not there. If the answer is it's, it don't matter. 
We have to forgive. We must never stop forgiving. It's okay to get angry. It's okay to get mad. But we have to stop hurting each other and we have to forgive each other at the end of the day. The very day we stop forgiving is the day that the poison overcomes our relationships and ourselves. And if we're not careful, one wrong word, run one wrong thing, it can derail the whole thing. So everything that I've been with this, with my beautiful wife for 35 years, one wrong thing, boom, it's off in a ditch. We've all heard people getting divorced after 20 years. We've all heard people step as my best friend in high school, but I don't talk to him anymore. Come on, people. God gives us gifts. Yes, people move through our lives, and it's okay. Sometimes you have to love one another at a distance. You know, there's just some people you can't let into your life. But no matter what they did, you have to let it go. God's mercies are new to us every morning. Every morning when I wake up, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Please forgive me of everything that I've done the day before. And so should ours. He wants us to deal with our junk quick. He don't want us to carry. We're not made. We're not, we're not beasts of burden. He, he wants us to deal with this stuff as fast as possible and move on. But when we go to bed angry and carry it in the next day, it's like, a, it's like a weed, a bitter root starts growing. And it, it's unfulfilled revenge, that, and we try to punish one another with our anger. Anytime we close our days without clearing, and we have, to, we have to be emotionally broke at the end. We have to get that, at the end of the day, happy, sad, good, bad, or the other. When you're mad at somebody, you've got to get that out of there because all the other stuff does good things. It's just, like, it's just like bugs in your garden. You've got to go out there. You've got to pull the weeds out of your garden. You've got to kill the, the insects that are eating the leaves. You've got to make sure that the only thing your garden's getting is beautiful sunshine and rain, the things that it needs, just like we need love, happiness, peace. Have you all forgiven anybody today? Hang on, I think I'm one behind here. Yeah, there we go. From the book of Laminations, Lamentations, I'm sorry, I'm laminated. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's, Through the Lord's mercy, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. It was hard for me to put this down, but this is, this is what I wrote, y'all. God alone is ultimately the judge of over a person's sinful action, not us. He alone knows their background, their baggage, and their upbringing. He alone knows the details concerning what they're thinking and what their motives were at the very moment they wronged us. More importantly, he knows the perfect judgment for those folks. And he's the only one qualified to carry it out, not us. So when we get bitter, when we get mad, when we get angry, we're actually stepping into the place of God on the throne of judgment. We're making assumptions as to what happened and why someone did something. Then we're determining to push, punish themselves by throwing them in a prison in our heart 
our bitter hearts don't see it that way. We always think, if I forgive them, they're just going to say that it was all right to do it to me. And they'll be getting away with all the wrongs that they've done to me. Am I saying anything that's not true? Am I, am I the only one that reasons this way? I'm not going to let that guy get away with that. He's going to think if he does that every time, I'm going to go over I'm going to take care of this guy. Yeah, I'm going to walk over there now and I'm going to forgive him. I'm going to walk over there and I'm going to bring James Mann with me and let James Mann hug it out with him. <laughs> Boom! That man's got arms of steel, y'all. He hugged me so hard last week, I thought my chest caved in. He, that was a good hug. I went home, I told Terry, I said, I feel like you've been leaving something on the table, girl. But you do. He hugged me like he loved me. <laughs> I'll pay for that one, y'all. I will pay for that one. The book of James, there's one lawyer. There's one able to save. There's one able to destroy. Who are you to judge one another? <clears throat> well, that first part about talking about my sermon has all been easy. It's been talking about how we forgive somebody. We've never done anything wrong, have we? I've never, ever in my life done anything to hurt y'all. Anybody, right? Nobody in here has ever hurt anybody. It's our natural tendency to be so preoccupied with what others have done against us. And then we try to minimalize and we try to rationalize and we deny our sins against God. We become angry at how he has allowed us to suffer at the hands of others. And we never want to consider the people that have suffered at ours. Boom. There comes that Bible bat again. Bam. Come here, Jeff. Come here. Boom. My dad. Who's the reason me and my dad didn't have a relationship? Who's the reason, you know, there's, I can go back and name everybody. You know, I, I, well, I, I'd like to think I could, but it's not that easy. The truth is, we've mistreated and we've all wronged each other. And the funeral home and the cemetery, laying to rest my family members, my sweet aunt and, and, and my beautiful sister-in-law, they brought back waves and waves and waves of memories I'm old enough I can remember. What's that saying now? I'm old enough to remember that. I'm old enough to remember walking into my grandmother's house and there being biscuits and gravy on the stove and my aunts and uncles and my cousins and everybody was over there and we was all loving and playing and going out in the yard doing this, doing that and brothers and sisters got along and everybody ate at the dinner table, blessed the food, got up, amen, hugged each other and done it again the next day. Not on accident. On purpose. But then there were some bad memories. You know, if you come in, not so good memories. And then there were some bad memories too. You know, um, and all families are the same. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how in this world that we live in has got how many billion people? And yet... The ones that hurt us the most 
are the ones that's in our circle. Family. I'm standing up there at my sister-in-law's funeral. Everybody's wanting to know where my brother's at. Where's, where's Mike? Where's Mike? I ain't seen Mike. Is he mad? What's going on with him? Last time I seen him, he was mad. Come to find out, Mike's just got one of them bosses that don't let him off. He couldn't get off work. But yet, there's memories of this one wrong in this one. There's memories of this one wrong in this one. There's memories of this one wrong in this one. And there's, you see things at the funeral home, and you hear words at the funeral home, and it's like, you got to let that go. you got to let that go. You know, that was, you got to forgive. you got to move forward. you got to keep going. Here's the one I wanted y'all to remember. Matthew 5, 23 and 24. And I'm going to read it again because it, its weight goes both ways. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift before the altar and go your way. First, be reconciled with your brother and then come back and offer your gift. You've been listening to Pastor Howie Cantrell with CityGate Church, located at 734 Red River Road, Gallatin, Tennessee. Please visit us in person for Sunday worship at 945. You may also see our live broadcast on Facebook and YouTube. From everyone at CityGate, have a blessed week.